Welcome to Digital Marketing Made Simple. If you're a small business owner or entrepreneur seeking advice on creating a profitable online business, look no further than your host, Jenny Lyon, founder of Jenny Lyon Digital Marketing and Virtual Assistant Services, award-winning writer and 20-year digital marketing expert. For many people, creating a profitable online business is the dream, yet they struggle and they don't have to. Each week, we'll share some of our best digital marketing tips, practices, and strategies to get you optimal results. We'll also chat with experts and share our favorite small business success stories. Together, we're going to strengthen every area of your online business from content creation, social media, and email marketing to online courses, webinars, product launches, and more. I hope you find this podcast both empowering and inspirational. Now, let's get started moving your business to the next level. Hello and welcome to another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple. I'm your host, Jenny Lyon, and today I'm wondering, are you the kind of person who finds it easy to make new friends, or are you more the type that prefers to meet and chat with people online? Well, either way, your skills are going to come in very handy if you're creating an email nurture sequence. You need an email nurture sequence to entice new subscribers to become paying customers. And in business, it's critical to always follow up on everything. If you leave a potential customer or client to their own device, the chances are that they will get distracted by their own daily life. And you want to keep those active prospects engaged. And you really need to nurture that relationship. And a great way to do this is through an email nurture sequence. So with several short, simple emails, you can start to build a relationship and eventually lead your new email subscribers to becoming full-fledged clients or customers. So what is a nurture sequence? Well, to put it simply, an email nurture sequence is several automated emails that are sent to new subscribers at preset intervals. So a nurture sequence should set the tone for all future interactions with this potential customer. And by speaking about their underlying problems, you provide potential solutions and quick wins while creating a personal connection with them. And you can also transfer a curious subscriber into someone who is paying for your products or services. So I hear from clients all of the time, well, do I really need an email list? You know, I have a really huge following on Facebook. So there's a really good reason why you can't trust social media alone and why you need to be spending your time nurturing new email subscribers. Because an email list should be a crucial part of every small business's digital marketing strategy. And as a digital marketer, I always say thank goodness for social media. I mean, it offers an incredible opportunity for small businesses to extend their reach, connect with their potential and existing clients, and create marketing campaigns that often far outreach our limited budgets. (laughs) And with that said, social media services aren't your best friend. So did you hear me there? They're your good friend, but they're not your best friend. So it's an incredible resource to have thousands upon thousands of followers on your Facebook page or Instagram. But at any time, those followers can be snatched away from you. So I learned this lesson the hard way a few weeks ago when I logged into Facebook 
and thousands of my posts over the past year had suddenly vanished without a trace. You know, ah, yeah, that's how I felt. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, in anything from an error to, you know, an explicit post by a random person could cause your social media account to be shut down. I've seen it time and time again with clients where they've had their accounts shut down for very minimal things. And sometimes it's really hard to get it back. And I've even seen a couple of times where it just wasn't going to happen. Luckily for me, a couple of weeks later, I logged in and all the posts were back. Could never find out why. Um, Facebook wasn't even sure why. So in other words, your followers aren't your property. So when you have a robust email list, that is your property. And that's why I consider my email list to be one of my most valuable assets that I have for connecting with prospects and clients. And I don't have to go through the filter of Facebook or Twitter to reach them. If I want to send them a message, I can just send them an email whenever I want. And see what I'm talking about? Your email list is your best friend. And every small business should be working tirelessly to add new subscribers to their email list. And it's one of the areas that I spend the most time in my business. And that's why I have an email list of tens of thousands of people on it. But how do you entice people into handing over their email address to you? So it all starts with a lead magnet. To entice people into signing up for your email list, you'll likely need to offer them something of value. So after all, why would they give you their email address if you weren't going to give them something in return? And that's where lead magnets come in. So I did an entire episode about lead magnets a few weeks ago, and I'll drop the link in the show notes for you. But here's a super quick refresh. So when you create valuable content and offer it for free to your audience, then you can entice people to become subscribers to your email list. And by doing so, you now have their contact information and permission to send them marketing emails. And the secondary purpose of a lead magnet is to funnel new clients into your product offerings. So for example, if you offer a freebie about redesigning your website, then you want that freebie to be something that's super valuable that gives them a quick win, and then you funnel them into your nurture sequence where they have even more time to get to know, like, and trust you. And then eventually, that email sequence will lead them to, say, your website building services. And in this way, lead magnets pull double duty. But let's move on to what happens immediately after a potential client downloads your lead magnet and subscribes to your list. So the first email that you'll send out to them should accomplish three things. It really needs to give them the link to the freebie that they requested, but it also needs to personally introduce yourself to them and also give them value and a quick win. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's great and all, but what's in it for me? Well, don't worry if the first email doesn't convert them. After all, this is only the beginning of your relationship with them, and that's what's in it for you, building a solid relationship with your prospect. And after they have more time to check out that freebie, they realize your nurture sequences are so full of value and small wins are built in that they know they could really benefit from working with you or purchasing your product. And voila, you have a new customer. So there are many nurture sequences as there are stars in the sky. <laughs> okay, 
maybe not that many, but there are a lot of different types of nurture sequences. Below is a simple example of the kind of a new subscriber nurture sequence that you might want to try out. So of course, you should always customize it to be super specific to your audience and to offer your specific products and services, but it'll give you a little bit of an idea of what to expect. So that first email that goes out is the welcome email. That goes out immediately after they subscribe, and it provides them with the link that they requested to that free download. It introduces yourself, but it also provides more value and a quick win. And then a few days later, you'll probably follow up with another email that asks them if they received the freebie, what did they think about it? Did it inspire any ideas for them? Do they have any questions that you'd be delighted to answer for them? And then again, pack in more value and another quick win. And then maybe a week later, you'd send them another email with an opportunity to download something else that might go along with the download that they initially requested. Or it might be something a little bit more exclusive this time, maybe a link to a webinar or maybe a video training. And then the next email that you'll send out, that also needs to provide value. If your emails don't provide value, then people will unsubscribe. So usually about this point, I like to sprinkle in a testimonial or two. And then last but not least, I send out a stealthily selling email. Again, I want this email to provide value, give them a quick win, but I also want to start to kind of, you know, give them a little information about my product or my services. You know, eventually I want them to convert into a paying customer, but I don't want it to be super salesy or in their face. But there's lots of ways that you can ask for a sale that doesn't feel, ugh. So, so that's that. <laughs> so then what happens next? Well, this is only an example of a very short nurture sequence. I've created nurture sequences as long as 365 days for a client, and it was actually really successful. So you kind of have to gauge your audience and what you have to offer to decide how long you want your nurture sequence to be and how often your audience would like to hear from you. And one of the biggest mistakes that small business owners make that I've seen is when they send out these marketing emails and their nurture sequences, they don't get to that call to action fast enough. So a call to action is you telling the reader to take some sort of action. You know, you usually see it in the form of click here or sign up today. But there's a lot of other ways that you can do it that are a little bit more enticing, you know, and less explicit, a little more implied. So, you know, you might want to just kind of sprinkle it into the way that you talk throughout the paragraph. You should always include a direct call to action in every email and it should be above the fold. But the most important thing about your emails is they need to be authentic. So there are many schools of thought about the originality of your new subscriber nurture sequence. So some people believe that you can simply use a template, fill in some blank spaces, kind of like you're playing a game of Mad Libs. And to be honest, many people have been really successful using that strategy. But personally, I think customers can spot form letters and templates from a mile away. And when you send something to new subscribers or clients that isn't specific to them, then it can come off as inauthentic and artificial. So you should really pack every message that you send to your email list with feeling and emotion. 
So I'm not suggesting that you have to write an individual welcome email to everyone who signs up on your email list, but I do feel like it needs to be very heartfelt and well-written, and it really needs to show a little bit of your personality, and it needs to be story-driven, and it shows them how you communicate, which can really speak volumes. And sharing stories, again, that story-driven content is so important. When you share stories about your own struggles and how you overcame them, that's where you win. And the obvious solution to a form letter problem is either writing your own copy or hiring someone to do it for you. So when you're writing your own email copy, you want to have a specific aim in mind. So it will read and convert better rather than just simply dropping in random words. And admittedly, this can be time consuming. And time is something that most small business owners don't have in abundance. I know. <laughs> My advice would be to hire someone like, hey, I don't know, a virtual assistant, right? To write your entire new subscriber email sequence for you and let them set it up. You'll be good to go. So let's kind of recap what we talked about today. So you always want to follow a lead magnet up with a new subscriber nurture sequence. And a nurture sequence is that several emails that you send out to new subscribers once they sign up. Don't leave all of your marketing to social media. Always make sure that you're building an email list in the background. It's the only way that you can remain in contact with your customers indefinitely. And it all starts with a really great lead magnet. And then that first email really needs to set the tone. Your nurture sequence can range from five emails to 365 emails. It really depends on your audience. But you always want to get that call to action in as quickly as you can, definitely above the fold. And try to avoid using templates for your email. You want all of your emails to be really personality-infused, story-driven. They need to be really fun. And your nurture sequence needs to be authentic and engaging. Creating an automated email nurture sequence can pay huge dividends, but why stop there? You can also automate your new client onboarding and save even more time. So if you'd like to learn more, I do have a free eight steps to automating your client onboarding workbook and checklist, and it lays out exactly how you should structure your onboarding sequence, and it might give you some ideas for your nurture sequence as well. And introducing yourself to potential clients is key to building solid relationships. If you can set the tone right from the start, then you can create a two-way relationship that could last for years. And if you have any questions at all, please reach out. I'll be happy to help. Don't forget to grab the eight steps to automating your client onboarding. I'll drop the link in the show notes, but you can also find it at jennylion.com forward slash onboarding. And if you like what you hear on the podcast, if you'd please consider rating and reviewing my show, I would be delighted. Just scroll down to the bottom wherever you're listening right now. Tap and rate with five stars and select write a review. I'd love to hear what episodes you enjoy the most. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. I'll be adding new content weekly. And if you're not subscribed, then you might miss out. So I hope you found these tips on creating a new subscriber nurture sequence helpful and inspiring. If you need any help, please reach out. If not, 
I'll see you next time on another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to click the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, please leave a review. If you want to connect with Jenny, you can find her at JennyLyon.com or on social media. We'll see you next week for another episode of Digital Marketing Made Simple.